Hello, my name is Chris Bernier Chouachatse and I'm a sophomore at Columbia University. I'm studying computer science. Hi, my name is Rachel Chang and I'm also a second year at Columbia University studying public health and ethnicity and race studies. Chris and I are currently taking Contemporary Western Civilization, also called CC, where we discuss famous philosophers such as Plato, Locke, and Descartes. But our section has a special focus on the colonial impacts of these traditional works. Today, we have a special guest with us to discuss Jean-Jacques Rousseau and his relationship with the concept of uh, savage or noble savage. Frederick Neuhauser is a professor of philosophy at Barnard College. He specializes in the history of political philosophy, especially the 18th and 19th Western philosophy, and has a special interest in Rousseau and has written uh, several books on Rousseau's theories. Professor Neuhauser, thank you for being with us today. So we've encountered some scholars saying that uh, Rousseau, by the phrase uh, savage or noble savage, Rousseau meant uh, like was referring to an indigenous people, while others argue for him referring to a kind of um, separate hypothetical thought experiment, which is meant to like portray somehow how like primitive society or a society in its beginning was. Uh, so we would like to have um, to ask you for your opinion on this. A central part of the way I interpret Rousseau's um, second discourse, I, I, I wrote a book just on the second discourse and I definitely think uh, one has to understand it as a hypothetical thought experiment. But on the other hand, um, he is also at pains throughout the text to bring in empirical evidence from all over the globe um, that supports um, supports the idea that human beings have existed in very, very different states of development. And um, some of them are closer to the way he's thinking of the original human being in, this, in that hypothetical state of nature than others. So even though it's a hypothetical, you know, and a theoretical device, um, you just can't overlook all this empirical evidence that Rousseau brings in. He definitely, he clearly thinks that some of these peoples that he's describing are, I'm not quite sure what you, word to use here. One could say um, that he thinks they're more primitive or um, that they're less developed than Western Europeans, um, maybe even less advanced. So I think both, both sides are right. Right, that that makes sense, right? That's like a lot of what we've read about. Um, I guess like, I'm also curious, like the fact that he uses the term savage, like during a time when there's already this connotation and definition for savage, like regardless of what he meant or not, like why did he use the specific term savage versus um, a different word, I guess? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Tell me what what the what the term means at the time as you understand it. How I I was thinking more in um, some imperial um, imperial texts of explorers or missionaries who are describing like native people, how they use the term savage. And what do they what do they mean when they call people savages? Uh, Many of the texts that we've read in class, like it would be using or, or like would it would be followed by a lot more descriptions about like how they 
they don't understand what um, this is or like they're fascinated by by nature or they're um, they don't understand like worth and value in certain European objects I guess <laughs> yeah so uh, I mean I think all of those things that you just mentioned are probably included there in Rousseau's use of the term savage. Um, it's not, for Rousseau anyway, a terribly derogatory term in a certain sense. So, uh, uh, for example, he, he is, doesn't think of what the, the peoples he's calling savage as, as cruel, for example. Sometimes people think of savages as cruel. The savages or the, that Rousseau talks about are clearly not cruel. Um, the other thing that's really interesting is that, so as I said, Rousseau's definitely gonna think of them as less developed. But Rousseau's really ambivalent about these developments that European societies have gone through and what they've done to us. Um, and so in the second discourse, the tone is more like we have something to learn from the savages rather than they have something to learn from us. So there are all these passages where Europeans bring so-called savage peoples to Europe with them. And you know they're completely unimpressed. They're not particularly interested in becoming like the Europeans. In fact, they prefer to go back to their. And Rousseau is sort of on their side on this. Um, so I I think it's really ambiguous in Rousseau. Um, yeah, there there you can't get away from a certain maybe a certain uh, feeling of superiority in regard to people who are less. Um, technologically developed. But on the other hand, Rousseau thinks they're happier and freer than we are, we, we Western Europeans anyway. Yeah, in, in that, in that uh, same way, I think there is somewhere that I read that he thought that like they were more happy and that he wanted um, like the Western society to apply some of the ways of life that they used that like brought them happiness, but at the same time, he thought that they didn't have any structure of justice um, in some way. That probably makes uh, more sense um, in that way. Yeah, I think you're probably right there that he thinks of them as not having uh, moral notions and probably political notions like justice, and that that's for him part of what makes them less less developed than Western Europeans. I agree with you, yeah. I guess like following that line of thinking, like how much do you think that Rousseau is responsible for um, influencing scientific racism? Like the idea that um, some races have been imagined to be more socially or evolutionarily advanced or developed. Like how, how much has that thought um, pertained in modern society, I guess, or throughout historical conversation. Right. So to me, this is a little bit similar to people who ask me about Nietzsche and to what extent he's, to what extent he's responsible for Nazism. And um, the answer is kind of similar. I mean, 
there are these ideas that both Rousseau and Nietzsche had that were taken up by other people and turned to um, uses Rousseau or Nietzsche would never have would never have endorsed. So one thing that I think is really interesting about, you asked me first about, about scientific racism. And there, I think it's really interesting that Rousseau doesn't, as far as I can tell, have any concept of race. Um, there is one race, it's the human race, and he doesn't understand the human race as being divided up into biological races. So um, he thinks of all human beings as sharing the same basic nature, the same basic human nature. And even, this is gonna sound now a little bit um, strange given that we just said he doesn't have, he doesn't think they had conceptions of justice and so on, but he also sees us as all sharing in some form the same ideals where the same ideals are freedom and happiness. And so when the so-called savages get, get brought to, to Europe and don't wanna stay there, they see the Europeans and think they live very unfree lives. So he's, he's attributing to them this, the same fundamental aspirations as he's attributing to, um, to Western Europeans. Um, it's probably it's probably true that later people came along and used Rousseau's ideas in ways that we would not want to endorse, and that Rousseau probably would not have endorsed. I don't see any like sympathy in Rousseau to to colonization, for example. Also, I mean, remember Rousseau first of all, didn't use the term noble savage, but the idea of the noble savage originated before Rousseau. Um, so in terms of responsibility, that's what you asked about. I think some things that Rousseau write, wrote had an influence on the development of this later, more pernicious ideology. I don't know how much we should hold Rousseau responsible for that, given that he would have, um, I think, rejected those views. So another thing you find in, in Rousseau that's connected with this idea that we're all, we all belong to the same human race is that he was very clear that slavery of any kind is an absolute wrong. Um, no human being may be enslaved by other human beings. That's a completely illegitimate institution for Rousseau. A bit related to that, um, in the modern world, like we, we, we notice how much like um, the kind of interactions between what we call like developed nations and what we call underdeveloped nations are kind of guided by um, a relationship of uh, superiority and inferiority with certain country, countries holding more power in the world while others are viewed as dependent on those others. Um, do you think this might, might have some kind of relationship to the concept of savage, noble savage or primitive society? Yeah, I mean, that's not a question about Rousseau, I think, because I don't think there's any connection there in Rousseau. But 
um, I think what you're suggesting is that this idea that people found in Rousseau came to be developed in such a way that it was used. Um, so yeah, this whole this whole concept of underdeveloped or developing countries and the kinds of um, relations of superiority or power that get connected with that. Um, that's certainly, you're, you're right about that. And that's certainly one, one um, way the idea of developed or undeveloped has been used. Um, you know, maybe it's relevant here to point out that, so there's another thing that's missing from Rousseau that um, you see a lot more in 19th century ideas. And that is Rousseau doesn't have the idea that the entire human species has a single pattern of development and that, you know, eventually the less developed peoples will follow through the same developments that we, um, Western Europeans, um, went through. And so there's no idea that, you know, it's the mission of the white Europeans to help uh, less developed peoples make the same kind of development. So it's not like you get this more, you get this idea more in Hegel, but in Rousseau, it's, it's not the idea like there's this teleological process that all human societies should, will go through and that some of us are slower at doing that than others. In fact, when he describes the, the developments that led to, to um, 18th century Europe, he describes them as um, contingencies, as accidents, as things that could just as well have never happened and that bring along many bad things uh, with them and so on. I think what in, the, in the contemporary discourse of underdeveloped or developing, there's this idea of, okay, we're all gonna go through this process of development. It's you know, what the human species does. That idea comes, from, I think, more from the 19th century than uh, from Rousseau. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I guess like that makes me wonder, like, why do we attribute the term noble savage to Rousseau if, as you said earlier, that this terminology existed before Rousseau and he actually never used the exact phrase noble savage? Yeah, well, I think, you know, even if he didn't use the term noble savage, it's not crazy to look at the second discourse. And if you've already got this term noble savage and this concept that predates Rousseau by maybe close to 100 years, um, it's pretty natural, I think, to see, see what he's describing there in terms of the noble savage. It is a, it is a picture of um, so-called primitive people who nevertheless possess in Rousseau's eyes, a certain kind of nobility, even though he doesn't use this phrase, they value their freedom. They're not willing to, um, they're not willing to sell themselves into slavery because white Europeans are bringing, you know, fancy trinkets and all kinds of uh, gadgets with them. They have a certain nobility um, as Rousseau describes them. And so it's probably unavoidable that people are gonna put him in the same, you know, think of him as using the same categories. So it's not, uh, you know, I pointed out Rousseau never used the term so noble savage, but he is giving us a picture of the noble savage or a kind of picture of the noble savage without using the term. As, as a follow-up to Rachel's question, I was wondering um, 
how you would suggest um, someone to like read um, any um, any work of Rousseau? Should we always like have that kind of idea that even if he he's talking about the this concept of savage, he's actually referring to something else, or should we actually try to link was what he's saying with the exact like meaning of savage or noble savage? So probably we should, as readers of Rousseau, be doing both things when we read him. It's important to see that he's not doing what people um, did with the idea after him. But on the other hand, it is important to see Rousseau's part of the European tradition. And so he's somehow involved in this project. And even if he's not morally responsible for colonialism and slavery, um, it seems like it's a good idea to read him and ask these questions about, okay, but this, this or, or, you know, think about the fact that, okay, this discourse or these ideas, this text of Rousseau's fits into a much larger discourse um, that Rousseau didn't completely control. And, you know, he was part of it. It's true. Um, so I think, I think you're right to be asking that question and to be trying to think about it in both ways. So I don't want to, it's probably clear, I don't want to make Rousseau sort of morally responsible for what especially 19th century Europeans did. But on the other hand, it, it would be not right to view him completely in abstraction from, from the tradition uh, that he's writing in and to which he contributed. I, you know, one thing about this term savage is that it has suddenly become a commonly used term in France. Macron refers to savages when he's talking about when he's talking about violence on the part of uh, French people of non-European uh, origins. And in that in that particular instance, the term savage has a much more racist and derogatory connotation than the term savage ever had for Rousseau. And so you're also right, I think, to keep your eyes open for these contemporary uses of the term that are extremely um, dangerous and need to be um, called out, as it were. Um, yeah, and another uh, thing we had been thinking about was like how this type of discourse influences the kinds of um, like global interactions that we see um, around the world. The fact that like many people in like the Western world seem to not want like immigrants coming to their countries and trying to like other um, those other folks from non-European uh, origins. So that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean that, and that's precisely the context in in France. It has to do with immigrants. Um, here in Germany, it's the same. In the United States, it's the same. Even if the term "savage" isn't being used, there's a there's a kind of thinking of many immigrants as less advanced, and for that reason, less less worthy. And that gives you a, just a really distorted picture of these people you're living with of the people who, who who come to your society and basically work so that the society itself uh reproduces itself um it's 
it's a very distorting perspective even if there even if there might be something true about the the less developed i don't know it's a different development it's maybe not less developed but it's a different development that looks to us like it's a you know a lower stage of development or something do you guys want to disagree with everything anything i've said about rousseau and about the think i'm being too easy on rousseau um i think the points that you've made uh, are valid uh, because yeah as a, like a certain type of reading of rousseau seems to point uh to point out like the different um flows uh, that like um, like that accompany Rousseau's uh, views, but on on the other hand, uh, like it, it's true that like some of the people that are uh, vocal support supporters of the noble savage concept, uh, like uh, I guess maybe Montaigne, because I remember at some point in Litham we read a certain essay by Montaigne which was called on cannibals and which was definitely like a kind of portrayal of other people from non-European origins as people who are not that much worthy. He was describing them in a kind of um, um, derogatory uh, way. So that's, that's really interesting. I don't think Rousseau talks about cannibalism. I might be wrong, but I don't remember. So, so it's not that, again, it's not that picture of savage that's, um, cruel and inhumane or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he didn't really uh, talk about like cannibals, but it's just the fact that like the words cannibals and savage are a bit close in meaning. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, this was really uh, an amazing uh, talk. And yeah, we did learn a lot, uh, a, a lot more about like how to better read uh, and understand Rousseau's thinking. Thanks so much for inviting me to do this. I hope um, when I get back to New York, which probably won't be until September, maybe we can meet up and just, I don't know, have a coffee or something. <laughs>